1: and blue sunset
2: Who it is, uh, Ryan is back. I
3: brought a, I brought a fly with
2: him.
3: Man. Yeah, there we go. It is so good to be back. As I just tweeted out, you and I have done thousands of shows together. Yep. Uh, actually thousands. Yep. And it's been, I don't know, almost two months yeah. since we last did yeah. one. That hasn't happened no. in five six years yeah exactly Probably haven't done a show
2: it, it has so that,
3: that's
4: crazy
2: i'm pumped you're back and todd you just brought your a game
4: for ryan today huh <laughs> yeah i knew ryan was coming i had to come suited and booted um and ready for the pod for sure man this is an impressive suit thank you man i appreciate it I actually came from a, a breakfast uh business meeting uh, where they had like the president of the nuggets the ceo of the Cronky Ooh. group and Imani Leach kind of speak about football and our sports and business. So dang, nice. that's big
2: time. And they had Todd Davis there is well, what know, they would say. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was
4: there. <laughs> Can you um, impart
3: any wisdom on us that you brought from today? Uh, this is like when you're when you come home from school and your mom's like, all right, what did you learn today?
4: <laughs> well, from them, I would say that their biggest message is. The Rockies are going to get better, uh, and the Broncos no. are going to turn things around. So. All right, hey.
2: <laughs> which, one have,
3: which one happens first? Broncos turn things around, or Rockies turn things around? Bro, I had someone tweet at me the stats since the Super Bowl. The Broncos have a worse winning percentage than the Rockies since winning the Super Bowl. Wow. And, yeah. Wow. And that being said, the Broncos will turn it around much faster. <laughs>
2: well, Broncos, the Rockies only have three games left, two games left to turn it around this year, and then they have to wait, like... Six more months. So mm-hmm. the Broncos at least have more opportunity to turn things around. Yep, for and sure. Speaking of bad records, you know who has the worst record in the the two worst teams? The the teams that have the two worst records since
3: 2016. The Bears and the Broncos.
2: The Bears and the Broncos. There it is. Yep. Although the Bears have made the playoffs since then, while the Broncos haven't. Broncos Jets still fighting for that longest playoff drought. But that's what's on tap this week. Bears. Broncos, are the Broncos gonna get their first win of the season? Let's dive into this game. But before we get into the weeds of this game, I was thinking of what this game means. This game is not the most important game of the Broncos season. It, it, it really isn't. But could it be one of the most important games for like the future of this team for the next five, 10 years? I don't think it's crazy to say, because if the Broncos lose this game, for the first time, and as long as I can ever remember, it will be
3: the wake up of you have to rebuild. To me, it's, I think that's true, but it's also the first time ever since Von Miller that you would be in the conversation during the season of potentially getting the number one pick. Like, mm. I guess they were zero for first year with Vic, right? Yep. Other than that, I can never remember a time where, despite the team being bad, we were talking about, oh, they could actually get the number one pick. Like, every time it's been like, yeah, they're bad, but what's the point of even tanking because the best pick they could get is like three or four, Right. you know? If they lose this one, then you're actually thinking to yourself, is this the worst team in football? Do they actually have a chance to get the number one overall pick? And we all know what comes with that. It, it, it would be a whole new conversation, which is kind of nice in a way, just because We've been having the same conversations, it feels like, for six years now. That one, somehow you go to a lower tier of conversation, yeah. but it actually might be a little bit more exciting.
4: Yeah, because I guess once you're down there, um, the only place you can go is up. <laughs> so maybe yeah. it's a uh, more uplifting conversation. But um, to me, I feel like right now it is a battle of the two worst teams in the NFL at this moment. Yeah. And I think it's a battle you cannot lose. First-round pick or not, I think just for – Sean Payton's first year and what he's trying to build here. I don't care if you have to run trick plays, uh, double reverses on kickoff return. You have to find a way to win this game. This is be a game you lose, especially starting off your career here in Denver 0 four. And then you talk about, let's say we get the first overall pick, we can't revamp the whole team. Nope. So the rest of the team knows what happens last year and their mindset is still stuck on this quote unquote losing culture. So you can't just allow that to be your reason for tanking because you make it the overall first pick.
3: And that actually reminds me of a question I've been wanting to ask you, because when Sean Payton gets here, there's obviously a lot of respect for him in the locker room, right? Like everyone knows who he is, what he's done, where he's come from. But he also um, probably wouldn't be described as a player's coach. Uh, He's strict. He's, you know, he's a a hard ass. Mm -hmm. Works their tails off does a start like this reset that level of respect in terms of like hey maybe he wasn't right about all this stuff like and this kind of sucks right now
4: yeah i, I think it definitely kind of changes your perspective because for a lot of guys who haven't played for him before you see him as this guru that has all this knowledge is going to immediately give you that bump to take you to the next level now when things don't work now you're looking at well, oh, does this guy know exactly what he's talking yeah. about? When in reality he does, but now you kind of have this doubt kind of creeping into the back of your mind. Like, is this the right place for me? Or are they gonna be able to turn things around when, and I think that plays an effect on how people play. If you're thinking that, I think everybody has a level that can bump up the defense or bump up the team. Like Sean Payton adds a bump, Peyton Manning adds a bump, whether he's playing or not, him on the field adds a bump to the team. Now when your head coach has this doubt that starts to creep into your mind, Now that bump is gone and you start playing down a level, then playing up. And and
3: that to me is why this game is important to win. Um, Because if you lose this one, that doubt creeps in even further. And all of a sudden, like, you know, you've heard players playing for great coaches be like, man, I feel like they just always press the right buttons. And when that's the case, like you mentioned, you're not thinking about it on the field when you when the play call comes in, you just go execute. But when you're doubting whether it's Sean Payton or Vance Joseph or whoever the play call comes in and you're like, Really, we're calling this right now. Like, I can remember a few times over the years. Like, I remember Chris Harris Jr. after a game yeah. being like, "I cannot believe we called
4: that." I've been, I've been the one to yeah. make that call in the huddle. And Chris go, "What? Yeah. What did he call?" Like, and then all of a sudden, like we've lost their play before they even lined yeah. up. Like yes. Mentally, we're not even there anymore. So. And then uh, everyone
2: else in the, the huddle is probably like, "Wait, yeah, what are we
4: doing?" Exactly. And I've have had to change plays before, like act like I didn't oh, hear gosh. them, just because guys like, "No, we're not running that." I'm like, "All right, well, let's run this then."
3: Oh man yeah i mean that's that's what i what i fear about this game is like the podcaster in me is like lose like (laughs) let's uh let's start this number one overall pick chase like that'll give us something to follow and talk about the whole rest of the season the for lack of a better term ball knower in me (laughs) is like oh man if you lose this one that the, the locker room is going to be a tough place to be. The team isn't going to believe in Sean Payton. You know, everyone's going to start pointing fingers. As, as hard as you try, when you lose like that and you lose embarrassing games, like last week's one thing, mm-hmm. but at least they're a good team. Right. You lose to another or a laughing stock uh, in the league and, and you're 0 4. That is a lot of times there's no coming back from that. Now, i think if you were really to actually bottom out and go get that number one pick well then hope springs eternal right but for the rest of this year i mean they have uh you know 13 more games after that yeah that's scary to me
2: and it already kind of feels like a funeral in that broncos building at least yesterday there were a couple of things that made me open my eyes doing conversations uh, in press conferences yesterday. Sean Payton starts off his press conference saying, you know, th- this week's been a little different. Everyone, including myself, has been getting inundated with text messages from people, giving them our support, you know, telling us to hang in there, asking us if there's anything we need. And he says, well, th- no one died. You know, we, we just lost a-, a football game poorly. And so it's like, OK, may- maybe he has the right perspective. But then he goes on, and later in the press conference, he's asked if he's talked to Bill Parcells yet because Bill Parcells, his mentor, he talks to all the time. And he was asked if he's talked to Bill Parcells since the 50-point loss. And uh, he tells this story, says he hasn't talked to him, and then tells this story about how Bill Parcells had this horse that was in a race race this summer, and uh, everyone was watching this race. And I'm like, where the hell is this story going? And it goes to Bill... Everyone knew that when Bill's horse got a lead, he never let it up. And Bill's horse in this big race got the lead and five yards before the finish line, the horse's leg breaks. Mm. The jockey gets thrown across the line, finishes first, but the horse and the jockey have to finish first. But the point of that they had to put the horse down. Mm. And uh, the point of the story from Sean was that he waited a while to call Bill. But I'm like, oh my gosh we're comparing this 50 point loss to like a horse <laughs> being put down. Plus you were talking about how everyone's like inundating like you with text messages of like support. Wow, I would have never thought we'd be here zero and three with this type of
3: emotion and feeling around the building. Also, it just hurts the metaphor even more that it was a horse, like a Bronco. Oh, oh gosh, dang. I didn't think of that. Jeez. Um, also, really sad yes it is really sad and um this is a total side point i feel like henry right now but (laughs) i did some research about this last night because i had heard like a rumor or a myth that the only reason they put the horse down is because it's like too expensive Mm -hmm. to do and i was like that's messed up and so then i looked it up up. i don't think that's true okay it sounds like the complications of like a, a leg breaking for a horse is just like way different than a human, and it can like well, pretty much never heal. Jeez, I guess, I guess that's better. It's a little, a better. little more uh, a little... humane, yes, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, wow, um, we just went down a dark hole. I know. Sean took us there, and that's why I started researching <laughs> yeah. it last night. Um, it's, he basically said no one died, and then told a story about something dying. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. It's just I I can't imagine what what he's feeling right now because i think sean payton is an incredible i know sean payton is an incredibly confident person
4: absolutely and so when he (laughs) got
3: here he looked at what he had and said okay you know this isn't a he probably said this isn't a championship caliber team but i can work with this Mm -hmm. and and, zero and three is one thing but losing like that just changes your entire perspective on what you have out there so man it's a it's a tough time and the Bears are in a totally different position I think the Bears are a lot more desperate um, because it's like people like Justin Fields who are essentially like fighting for their his job Life. you know oh, yeah. fighting for his NFL career trying to prove that he belongs here um, and you know I tuned into CHGO Bears they're talking about Caleb Williams too yeah so like they're Chicago who came into the season really hyped on Justin Fields and I was talking to someone when we were in Philadelphia I think it was Ryan Green and I was like the Justin Fields hype makes me really uncomfortable like they're Mm -hmm. way too excited about this and in the same way that the Broncos season has just got off to the worst possible start so have they so like it feels to me like their team is more like Eberflus fighting for his job Justin Fields fighting for his job they have this like desperation whereas the Broncos you know, the conversation we had on the Denver sports podcast the other day is like, what is the path out? And no one really knows the answer to that. And it's like a way, it feels worse to me that like one team is desperate. The other team's is just like looking around for answers. That's what it feels like.
2: Yeah. And the, the path for the Broncos, the easiest thing to, for fans to point to at least is, Oh, you tank, you get the number one overall pick. You get this generational quarterback who a lot of people are saying is the next Patrick Mahomes. And then boom, there you go. But as we've talked about, Russell Wilson has not been the problem for this team. The Broncos aren't one quarterback away. Mm -hmm. And we've had the conversation a lot these past few weeks of, we thought it was a quarterback away. Then they got Russ. That wasn't fully the case. Then we thought it was a coach away. They got the best possible coach that they could have got this offseason, we thought. And that's clearly not the issue. So, unfortunately, I think we kind of have to put the, it's one thing away. Got to put that to bed a little bit, which is the worst issue. Because Todd... With your teams, especially after Peyton left, um, it was like, man, if you guys just get a quarterback, if Trevor Simeon can turn into the next Tom Brady or, you know, be that good of a hit in the seventh round, or if when they bring Joe Flacco in, John Elway wasn't lying, he really is in his prime, or Case Keenum continues that magic that he had in Minnesota, okay, this this team's there, at least competing for the playoffs. Um, and obviously that was never the case, but it really did feel like it was just one move away
4: we were, uh, honestly, all we needed was a quarterback, but I think they waited so long that now other things have started falling apart. Yeah, things yeah. that were sure, uh, sure ups that we knew were gonna be there and be great on game day are now now kind of falling off. Um, and even some of the decision making like with defensive coordinators or letting people go, like I just don't understand how to expect to build a winning culture when you have a part that's winning, but you don't keep the part that's winning. Mm. You They kind of revamped all of it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And That's why I feel like, Even if we tank for the number one overall pick, with Russ not being the problem, maybe we trade that pick away to get more picks. Because I don't know if if just bringing Caleb Williams in means that we're going to win anytime soon, and I feel like 8 out of 10 times the most talked about quarterback in the draft is not the best quarterback in the draft or makes the most, or wins the most Super Bowls in the draft.
3: Yeah, I mean, that one, I don't think you can trade away i think you would have to
4: and you take Caleb williams no matter to, what you
3: have to i think so um i mean the haul you could get would be remarkable <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it probably be. like at least three first round picks yep. in, maybe four including like a swap for like number 10 or something and then three more after this so like in terms of rebuilding the roster that might be the move but yep imagine if he is the next patrick mahomes how silly you feel yeah um and so i think that's one of those ones where it's like people throw around the term generational prospect which i hate because that should mean there's only one in a generation (laughs) and like we said this about trevor lawrence and Mm, we said this about andrew luck and like um so but that's the conversation that he's being thrown into is like no matter what like people you know Sean Payton himself on Fox last year said they're going to have to change to a lottery system after this year because teams are going to try to tank so mm-hmm, hard mm-hmm. for Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Was that is that what's happening here? Is, is Sean doing that? If you want to be a Sean Payton believer, <laughs> 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 that, that's a good place to take yourself. It's like, oh, this is all part of the plan. He's just doing this on purpose. In this
2: game, if you lose this game, this game, that's when Sean does have to say, it, internally at least i don't think he's going to come out to the media and say it but internally say okay yep this has gone from i'm going to be pissed if we don't make the playoffs to i'm going to be pissed if we don't get the number <laughs> one overall pick so yep. george start dialing up those phones and let's trade a lot of players but that is if the broncos lose this game let's get into our picks after i tell you about our friends over at uh red hawk roofing we're red hawk roofing they have been part of the dnvr family for a long time which means you can trust them and they are going to treat you like family just like everyone in the dnvr fam does they have quality materials decades of experience 24 7 availability quick response time and colorado's best estimators and contractors and they're huge dnvr supporters so if you're looking for a new roof over your home or business they do both be sure to check out red hawk roofing at red and tell them that dnvr sent you
3: also shout out to our friends over at msu denver a uh, few different people here at dnvr have either graduated from msu denver or taking classes at msu denver and one thing i gotta say is they have done incredible things with that campus um yeah. i don't know if you've been over there recently but they've all new buildings um it's obviously in a great location, like right there in downtown next to a ball arena. But man, if you walk around that place, it's actually like a beautiful campus as far as, commuter city campuses go um so get over to msu denver uh excellence awaits you there 90 plus majors or you can even create your own major find your future at msu denver go to msudenver.edu all right before we get into our broncos picks let's talk about the
2: other games in the afc west this week where there's some fascinating ones and uh, we start (coughs) with the Chargers playing the Raiders Mm. and one of the things that Broncos fans have to be feel great about is we had Brian Baldinger on yesterday and he said I know that the Raiders beat the Broncos in week one but the Broncos are a better team than the Raiders so as bad as it is for us right now without a win the Broncos actually could be in a better position because they're in better shape they're a better team than the Raiders according to Brian yet if they lose this game, then they're in, in on pace for the number one overall pick. Whereas the Raiders might be in this no man's land. And on top of that, after Josh McDaniels made the uh, boneheadeds probably the nicest way of putting it. Decision to kick the field goal with less than two minutes left in the game. And then after the game, explaining that they needed two possessions, which is just absolutely not true. He is now the front runner to be the first coach in the NFL fired. Which not only is that, you know, embarrassing for the Raiders it's Josh McDaniels so everyone in Denver likes that. there
3: was a, p- a report last year though that the Raiders couldn't afford to fire Josh McDaniels in the first two years of his contract <laughs> yeah. also let me just say this they cannot fire him why because if he gets fired he will end his career undefeated as a head coach oh. against the Denver Broncos and I can't have that
4: <laughs> I can't have we need to get back
3: Yes, we we need at least one more crack at him before he gets
2: fired. Because this has to be it, right? This has to be his last opportunity to be a head coach. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting another job. So
4: you never know, man. It's just like those first round picks. Like even yeah, Nathaniel true. Hackett did a horrible job, and he's he now he's just an officer coordinator. Like three more years, two yeah. good seasons, he'll be right in the running for another head coach. But like, that's. To to so number quick. two. You don't
2: get a third chance.
3: You don't get a third chance. <laughs> With Todd, three dis-
2: or two disasters on your resume. When Todd says though, like first round picks get chance after chance after chance. Uh, for some reason, I view Josh McDaniels as kind of that first round pick of coaches mm-hmm. uh, because he's got the Bill Belichick Stanford proof because he's viewed as this offensive genius. If he goes back to New England and. Uh, makes oh mac jones God. work for 10 more
4: years <laughs> yeah he
2: could become the patriots next head coach uh, after that <laughs>
4: yeah he wouldn't be the first coach to have a couple terrible uh tries a head coach to get another one um yeah i can see it working out <laughs> i see it all the time i feel like once the hardest thing to do in the nfl is to get in the coaching fraternity but once you're in you just kind of like circulate you do bad you go back down you yeah. circulate mm-hmm. then you get another opportunity um, somebody will hire him. Bill Belichick will hire him and then make him his uh, his next in line after he decides to retire. Something yep. will happen. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: that would blow my mind. I wonder if there has been someone before that's been fired from two places with a losing record in both. And his record would be really bad. It would be. Uh, and got a third job. Man, I mean... it.
2: I see your point though, absolutely. It's that bad. Um today there's reports coming out of Devonte Adams, one of the most likely people to be traded at the trade deadline when the Raiders last year, right? Gave up two first round picks for him mm-hmm. and then paid him and gave him the signing bonus and all that. They take dead cap on. Um well, I mean, what a disaster they're going through right now. And they're playing a team With the same record as them at one and two with the chargers yeah
3: i mean that's that's the most chargers thing ever (laughs) um like justin herbert might be playing like the best quarterback in football right now Uh and they're one and two It's, it's wild yeah and mike williams is now out for the season i think derwin james is a little
2: bit questionable austin eckler missed the past two games he's finally back at practice right now but i mean I thought eventually the Chargers were going to charge her at some point in the season. I didn't think it
3: was going to be Week One, but that's that's the Chargers. Yep, that's it is. they are. And the Raiders, like, what's crazy about the Chargers is like, it it feels like they all are always almost there and they just never get across the line. The Raiders, like, somehow everything goes as wrong as it can possibly go for them. Yeah, like Devontae Adams, they end up having to trade. They brought him in because of Derek Carr. Derek Carr forces him, his way out, goes to, you know to another place. Henry Ruggs situation obviously yeah. um, now you have the Chandler Jones picks. situation oh, which yeah. you know think just praying that so you know he gets the help he needs and yeah. um, you know can get back on track but like it is just crazy they had the other first round pick who was like flashing guns on Instagram yeah. like I mean what
4: <laughs> things couldn't go possibly worse for them like every time it's like worst case scenario for them without a doubt I feel like ever since Really, as far as I can think back, it's like the Khalil Mack trade. I feel like after mm. that, it just all went downhill from there. Like, you trade him, then you say you don't have any pass rush, but you just trade the best <laughs> pass rusher in the league <laughs> at the time. Um, they make some bonehead decisions, man, but hopefully they make enough. With all those decisions, we still haven't beaten them in the last times we played them. How?
2: I know seven straight losses, five straight to Josh McDaniels, as much turmoil as they've been in it's just it's why and that's what makes that one
3: point loss to the raiders is that much more sickening
4: yeah we well, need to yeah we need to get back at them for and sure. just
3: on that note um for somehow it never feels like the broncos are like that much of a disaster like right. even when they lose it for some reason they feel like they like have it together as an organization and that's why that stat about the rockies like blew my mind and then someone said what if caleb williams doesn't want to come to denver and he goes back to school like because of what i'm talking about i don't think that would happen like the broncos are still viewed i don't think right at this moment but on the whole as like a proud nfl franchise they have obviously three super bowls um sean payton is the coach like i don't think caleb williams would say like nah i'm not going to denver i'm going back to school you you, I want to go to
4: the cardinals now (laughs) it's true (laughs) picking things up he's like if josh dobbs
2: can do that yeah what can i do with them um although man i mean jonathan gannon so far doing a better job than everyone thought but i'd yep. still be a little skeptical if i was in but i mean the opportunity to, get to play with sean payton i mean come on
3: yeah their team reminds me of the movie uh, major league <laughs> yeah you know, where like ever they're like trying to lose and like the two the players like band together and they don't want to lose so. yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was such an impressive win so who do we have in this week's game you guys you you always you've picked you are Three and zero picking against the Chargers. No, I guess you're two and one picking against the Chargers. You're yeah, doing it again.
3: Uh, unfortunately, I can't do that. I so, I think this is week like I picture week four being a big um, correction week in the NFL, where just like finally things go kind of like they should, uh, and so I think the Chargers blow out the Raiders. Wow, Todd.
4: Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers as well. Um, they've been in some close games, and like you said, Justin Herbert's playing at a really high level. Um, and I think he'll continue to. It's just a matter of getting the defense on board with what the offense is doing. So once they figure that out, they'll be a pretty good team. And I'm never going to pick the Raiders if I can. <laughs> so I'm going to pick the Chargers.
2: Yeah. And I have to go with the Chargers, too. I think it's going to be a close game. The Chargers should blow them out. But just because they're the Chargers, they're going to make it way too close for comfort. Brandon Staley, man. I think I'm officially out on him and he's probably going to do something at the end of the game where <laughs> it makes it way too close. And the chargers pull this one out. Um, what makes me uncomfortable is, uh, Henry is also choosing the chargers and Alexis is also choosing the chargers. When everyone believes in the chargers is when they
3: charge her the most. Yeah. Maybe a Raiders fan will post our graphic on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after the game, after they pull off the upset. Um, you, you want to know, you know, when you sit on this show every day and you have to have takes about things, you're just bound to have bad ones eventually. Mm-hmm. Remember last year when I said that the AFC West might be the best division in football history? <laughs> yep,
2: how about that? <laughs> Look at it now, dude. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. We're a year away from that. And yeah. there's, the, the Chiefs might win the division by more than anyone else in, uh, in, the, in football this year. Yeah,
2: It's so true. Uh, you have one winning team in the division, that was supposed to be the best, and uh, now, what, th- two teams are in <clears throat> disaster right now with the yep. Raiders and the Broncos, and the Chargers are just, have still not put it together for like a third year straight? Yep. Um, okay, let's go to this Chiefs game. This is almost a 10-point spread favoring the Cheats. The, Jeffs, the Jets are playing the Chiefs. It's actually in New York. And Taylor Swift is going to be at this game. That's going to be... that. This might break records for the number of people tuning into a game because it's Sunday night football yep. in New York with Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this is, this is Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes' game.
3: Did you see the numbers from last week? It was... 23 million viewers yep. tuned in to watch the Chiefs win by, like, 40? It was the second-worst game in the NFL, only to the Broncos-Dolphins, and it had the most views by far. That's wild to me, like you know the the numbers for the buffs have been crazy it was like 11 million wow last week wow so double that tuned in and at, we're, we're to assume two-thirds of that audience just tuned in to see,
4: see taylor, taylor swift. swift on tv yeah
3: see her in a box that's crazy
4: <laughs> yes. she's a big i mean that taylor swift bump that fan base what do they call the swifties yeah yeah they're no joke, man. We got to have, like, Sierra perform at every halftime <laughs> yes. for the Broncos <laughs> to get that kind of viewership. Like, that's crazy.
3: It, it's remarkable. And I, what I just can't get over is the idea of, like, tuning in, not caring about football, just wanting to see Taylor Swift on – like, she's everywhere. You yeah. know, you could like, see her social media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, just seeing her on TV is worth it for them, which is, like, credit to them, crazy fan base. Um, I'm predicting Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift um, – during the Chiefs bye week coming to Folsom Field that's what I'm calling
2: wow, that's it yeah dang that would do some numbers um you see who's coming to Boulder this week obviously you probably do
3: the list Which of celebrities one?
2: Yeah. uh the biggest I saw was LeBron
3: yeah and the one this might be like breaking news I don't want it to be breaking Ooh. news because I'm not 100% confident but the one that I haven't seen anyone say that I have heard is a possibility uh is Tom Brady
4: Wow, mm. that would be big. Yep.
2: Well, and he's close with the Sanders. Yeah. yeah. So that'd yep. make a lot of sense. Would he be the biggest? Is he bigger than LeBron?
4: No. I don't think so. LeBron's bigger. LeBron's one. LeBron's worldwide. Yeah, but I mean all over the world. That's they, true. Tom Brady's worldwide too, but just LeBron's a different. He's been the man since he was eighteen. Like yeah. Tom long Run.
3: I would say Tom Brady is more respected. <laughs> like people say he's arguably the greatest athlete ever because of all of his championships. Obviously, people also say that about LeBron. (sighs) Maybe they're... uh, That's close, actually. I I, I was about to say that LeBron has more haters, but I forgot. Tom... (laughs) At least when Tom was in New England, I think a lot of people cooled off on him once he went to Tampa. Yeah. It's close. LeBron's definitely more famous, though.
2: Yeah. What about in the
3: United States? Because you're right. Worldwide,
2: it's absolutely LeBron. You think it's still LeBron in the United States?
3: I think so. Because
2: he has been the face of the oh. NBA for 20, 20, years. 20 years, and Tom has been one of the faces. Mm-hmm. But I would still say when Peyton was playing, he was a lot more marketable than Tom.
3: Yeah, it would be cooler to me if Tom was there just because LeBron is sending his son to USC, so I assume mm-hmm. he's a USC fan. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's Whereas good Tom point. would for sure be pulling for the buffs.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. And Tom, he's done a good job of using social media to make himself seem more likable since he retired. He has. Yeah, yeah. which is unfortunate.
3: Yep. Then did you see the clip of him like with Shador? Yeah, it was like hilarious. Was cool. I was like, wow, I didn't know Tom had this. Anymore. <laughs>
2: um, OK, so uh, wow. Back to the
3: Chiefs and Taylor Swift. The Chiefs are winning this.
4: <laughs> Taylor Swift is winning this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, what's going to be now? 30 million tune in for this? It's Sunday Night Football.
2: Sunday Night Football. Yeah, 30 mil.
3: I, I guess like 50 is the Super Bowl. Wow. I might I, I might be off there, but I, I guess think that's
2: the I think it's a hundred. Okay, hundred for the Super yeah, Bowl. So. Yeah,
3: I mean fifty would be insane. Thirty'd
2: be insane. Yep. Um I guess the question for this is does Zach Wilson end the game as a starting quarterback still? Yeah.
3: Who else do they have?
2: Well Trev's on the practice squad. Oh, yeah, he's I don't I don't even know who their soon. backup quarterback I don't is.
3: Either. No. Have you did you see Trev in that presser? No. <laughs> Yesterday? He uh he's got like a buzz cut. I don't know. He's looking a little rough. Oh, mm. looking rough.
2: Man, Brian, I, I I asked him, Brian Baldinger yesterday, I asked him about Trev, and man, he did my guy dirty.
4: Oh, no. just said how
2: awful he is. He did. But he, he made, I think the point was to say that he's even better than Zach Wilson, just to show how bad Zach Wilson is. But yeah, this is going to be a blowout. Uh, we're all picking the Chiefs, if I can speak for you, Todd. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and... Uh, Alexis actually has the Chiefs winning 73-0 to in this game to make it the biggest blowout in NFL history and
0: essentially wipe the Broncos'
2: loss last week away.
3: Todd, or, uh,
2: yeah, here, what'd you you get?
0: Uh, the backup for the Jets is, uh, Tim Boyle. In a name like that, you'll never go into a game.
3: Tim Boyle out of... (laughs) I'm gonna say Purdue... Oh, that's the Boilermakers. That sounds like it could be right. I, I don't right. think it is. I think he's from like a really small school, actually.
0: He's, uh, so he, uh, transferred to Connecticut. He was in Connecticut. Okay. Then he went to Eastern Kentucky.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Mm, yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Not Eastern Illinois. Sean Payton's pride and joy. Also, there's two. Tony Pe- Romo? Yep. There's two players with retired numbers out of Eastern Illinois. You know who they are? Is it Sean Payton and Tony Romo? Nope.
3: You got one of the two. Tony Romo. Okay. And there's another great quarterback out of there. It was a coach too, right? I don't know. So
4: it's okay. not him oh, okay. because is this
2: guy's not a coach. You got any guesses? No. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. And Sean Payton.
4: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tony
2: <laughs> yeah. Romo didn't get it, huh? Uh I don't think so. No. Tough, tough scene. Yet he like might be up for the NFL Hall of Fame. It's it's weird, but um Ryan, a crazy stat we realized yesterday or not stat sean payton is has the sixth highest odds of being the first coach fired this year
3: no yeah
2: that's that's what we said there's no way there's no way (laughs) we said we wish we could bet the opposite that mm -hmm. like it wouldn't be
3: every time i say that though i do realize that like the waltons do have unlimited money like if they just decided they didn't like him they could fire
2: him right well, didn't they fire Nathaniel Hackett because one things were going bad, but they fired him specifically after that Rams game because it was embarrassing—a <coughs> mm-hmm. seventy-point or a fifty-point loss, followed by a loss to the Bears and the Jets, a team that Sean Payton badmouthed. That's as embarrassing as it gets. I still don't think that that's going to happen, but it's just crazy to me that the Ozmakers are saying, okay, it's thirty-three to one odds, so still not likely to happen, but. In one week, he went from 100 to 1 to 33 to 1. And you might be able to find these over at Bet365. Now, you're not going to put money on Sean Payton being the first coach fired. Maybe you want to put money on Josh McDaniels being the first coach fired. And the great thing is about Bet365. I love how I never
3: gave my pick on that, but everyone just knows Oh yeah, you're, cheese. you're picking yeah. the Chiefs, yes.
2: <laughs> um, and if you use the code DNVR365, you're going to get $365 in bonus bets when you place a $1 bet. That's all you have to do. $1 bet to get $365 in bonus bets. So if you don't want to lose real money, uh, just place a $1 bet, and then you can get bonus bets to bet with and that is going to allow you to bet on Josh McDaniels to be fired for the Broncos to win and Thursday night's game tonight who do you guys have Lions going into Green Bay to play the Packers I believe Packers are like a one-point favorite or no Lions are a one-point favorite
4: yeah I would take the Lions I feel like you know they've gone against Aaron Rodgers for many years and this is the first time they have the confidence in the building that they're putting things together that they can finally take advantage of that division and really put their foot down um, so I say that I give it to them to really make a change to their division and their football club.
3: That's what uh, the Bears thought week one before they got blown <laughs> out. <by that. laughs> um, uh, I'll take the Lions as well.
2: Yeah, I'm going Lions, too. This is probably a big game for them. If they win this 3-1, top of the division, then it really does feel like Dan Campbell is, is taking over. They go to 2-2. Two and two, Maybe they're just
0: the same old Lions. You hear mm-hmm. what do you got? I'm sorry to have to do this to you, Zach. I had to fact check you on that East Illinois thing. Uh-oh. Uh, it's Tony Romo and Sean Payton.
3: Oh. oh
2: well i think sean payton got that wrong actually because he was the one to say that in a press conference that means i ago. got it right that means you did get
0: it right yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry mis- i was just so curious i'm like why would jimmy g get it over tony and
2: uh, no, that that may, may, maybe i just misremember it wrong um, no blame sean he's done the, enough wrong you gotta throw the challenge flag that's true where's the challenge flag you here? Um, no, you're challenging. Yeah, Zach. you're challenging me. Yeah, that's won. a good one. Uh, you did win, and <laughs> if you want to win, go to bet365. Use that code DNVR365 to get $365 in bonus bets. And you must be 21 or older, uh, eligible in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and once help, call or text 1-800 GAMBLER.
4: And I've noticed that this Broncos season has reminded me to keep a drink near me because (laughs) no matter how it goes, you definitely need to be drinking some Breckenridge Distillery, specifically the Breckenridge Bourbon, the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos contest, where they have the battle of the blends, the Ed McCaffrey versus the Alfred Williams blend. You can vote for your favorite and win Breckenridge Distillery and Broncos swag. This is how you enter. You got to listen up because there's a lot of dashes and slashes. distillery.com forward slash bourbon dash of dash Denver dash Broncos forward slash. <laughs> it's a lot, but it's perfectly worth it because if you win, you can win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos versus Chargers game December 31st, 2023. It's going to be amazing. Go check them out, Breckenridge Distillery.com forward slash bourbon dash of dash Denver dash Broncos forward slash. <laughs> yeah, we got
3: to help it. our friends over at Breck Distillery <laughs> with a tiny URL. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true. Um, I have to apologize to Sean Payton. I have to apologize to Tony Romo. I have to apologize to you, Ryan. I just misremembered incorrectly. Wow. So Sean yeah. had it right. Sean I had it, it right. right. Yeah. 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 Here, had it, it right. You so, it wrong. just and,
0: felt so weird that Jimmy G got it over
2: Tony, and I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that It was wrong. Um, and I guess it was actually just a big slight to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo when Sean talked about this. Because he was asked about Jimmy G when the Broncos played the Raiders week one. And he said, well, you know, he went to Eastern Illinois. There's two jerseys retired. You know who it is? Mm. And everyone was like, um, you and Jimmy G? And he's like, nope, Tony Romo and me. It was like, wow, okay. Oh,
3: maybe he had a couple of lattes before he started swinging <laughs> arrows like maybe,
2: that. Maybe, maybe. Um, but speaking of Bet365, let's give out our Bet365 top five most winnable games left of the season <laughs> for the Broncos. I got to go this week at number one. Easy number one. Yeah, Easy number, yeah, e- easy well, number
3: w- You could make the case that next week's a home game. But the Bear, the Jets defense is
2: legit. The yeah. Bears defense is awful. Okay. I'll, um, I'll ride with that so are we going jets week two home game is that or not week two uh
3: jets the second number, yes, two? number two i think it's pretty easily number two okay getting start getting more difficult after that
2: i agree there and one that unfortunately might look a little more difficult now which i think would have been the easy number three probably still number three at houston cj stroud just yeah. won afc rookie of the month uh-huh. for
3: september and he's balling am i crazy or is that not being talked about enough it's not being mm-hmm. talked about enough They're what's not. going on he's we love young quarterbacks that are being <laughs> awesome why are yeah. we not talking about cj stratt like that should be everyone should be so hype about this because he's in houston maybe i don't know and i you know what my theory is is that the draft heads didn't like him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so now all of a sudden he's amazing and everyone's just like well hopefully no one notices this <laughs> <laughs> i didn't really like him
0: <laughs> he also went to ohio state so eventually the wheels will fall off i don't think so man he,
2: i feel like that would pump him up even more though because there's so many ohio state grads Yep.
0: Yeah,
3: also that's one of my least favorite things is like this guy can't be good because he plays a position that a school isn't normally pumping yeah uh-huh.
2: yeah yep. it's true just like uh how about tua how's he
3: doing Yep. Balling. Also, like, and yep. no one would say that about CU. Like, no one would say like, "Oh, um, Shador can't be good because right. he went to CU and they haven't put out great quarterbacks." Because CU hasn't had quarterbacks good enough to get drafted <laughs> at <laughs> right. all, so they don't have a bad reputation.
4: Mm-hmm. It's true.
3: So, we go
2: Raiders. Yep. Week eighteen. I mean, we talk about things falling off the tracks. That's if- at Raiders. What about home to Packers? No, no. That might. I think that's
4: on the list, but maybe. Okay. Okay. Five. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: I
4: so mean,
3: wait. yeah, I'll take Raider. <laughs> Raiders. Raiders I mean, on the Browns road or Texans look, on the road? I think you have to go Raiders.
2: I think you do too. I think they're going to be falling off, and I think. I mean, you play the Texans week thirteen. If the rookie quarterback's balling out in the first month of the season, probably not a big step back on week thirteen. Probably only better. So yeah. Raiders, uh, I hate putting that at three, though, just because they've lost seven straight. I feel
0: I feel like the Chargers have to be on this when they come to Denver because the Broncos are going to be so bad, and they're going to charge against the worst team in the league.
3: I would love to do that. I just don't think I'm going to get signed yeah, off from you're my co you're co-host.
0: not going to
2: give my support for that.
3: Minnesota's winless? No.
4: No. Oh,
2: speaking of, something we haven't talked about, at least I it's haven't Sunday brought it up. Football. It's Sunday Night Football. <laughs> for now that oh, okay. is going That's to be flexible. flexed out, mm-hmm. right i
0: mean yes 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 uh, yeah. guaranteed yeah so Necessary. unless sean Payton talks major shit about the, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the viking kevin Olympics.
3: o'connell's probably just like wait can they flex out monday night football this year
0: i don't think so i know it
3: was like a thing that they were planning on doing okay i don't because I, I was gonna say you might lose that that monday night
4: football against the bills oh, too. Yeah. i remember we used to get flexed into spots yeah yep. now we're just getting yeah. flexed out like people don't want to watch us Nationwide anymore?
2: How crazy is that? Like the thought of being flexed out has never crossed my mind no. until this week when I thought of that Minnesota game.
0: And uh you can get flexed out of Monday Night Football now. Flexed in, flexed out. Wow! Fle- so you were
4: flexed to a Sunday game?
0: No, no. The Monday Night Football, like you can get flexed out of that game. Yeah. So now then you would go back, the
4: and film. then you go back to Sunday. Though. Yep. But
0: that—that's gonna cause a stir
3: the first time that happens yep. because mm-hmm. people like plan, like people plan their trips around this. Imagine. Oh, Forget the true. Broncos. Imagine the team that gets flexed from Sunday to Monday. Uh-huh. And like w- you guys know this from going to the tailgate, like we have people who come in from like Iceland, yeah, and then they leave on Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So imagine they have they gotta like change their whole trip around. Like,
2: well, good news. A truth bearer in the comments section, if he's bringing the truth here, says Monday Night Football is flexible week twelve to seventeen. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, uh, the Bills game is week ten. So if you have a trip planned to <laughs> Buffalo to see the Broncos. It's not going to be flex according to Truth
3: Bear. Also, in the if you're comments. planning to go to Buffalo in November,
2: <laughs> what do you doing? It? <laughs> Well, you said people coming from Iceland. Maybe that is a nice getaway. Maybe. Iceland to Buffalo? Probably the same way. You've been
3: to Iceland. I yeah. think I'd rather be
2: there. I've been to Iceland in <laughs> November. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as what I would think Buffalo is like. Um, okay, so for Houston?
3: Or are we scared of CJ Stroud? No, I think you gotta put Houston there because it's the same thing that we're talking about with the Broncos, right? Like you can get the quarterback but the rest of the team you have yourself to build the rest of the team that's yeah. fair that's fair and then i mean now
2: were, i Now thinking think
4: andrew beck is running back kickoff <laughs> oh, <yeah, wrong. laughs> that was insane that man. was cool like the
2: moves that he made were crazy
4: he was running
2: he reached a top speed of 20 and a half miles per hour which is the fastest a fullback has been recorded since like 2016. Oh, damn. Wow. yeah probably because fullbacks never hit open field like that right yeah
3: yeah chano so. had a touchdown his first game he ran like a 30-yard touchdown maybe yep. that was the <laughs> would have been 2016 yeah well but that was a one-yard touchdown no wasn't no wasn't it i thought he had thought they he got, broke yeah he oh yeah i thought he broke it was like a 30-yard so second one his was that one-yard one 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 dive
2: because i remember you had the bet with brandon on it. it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember being in the press box with you when you hit that um okay so this final one here i mean we got obviously chiefs Packers at home, maybe that is in there. Um, what about Buffalo the Browns? Wrote, uh, Browns defense is like the best in the NFL right yeah. now. We could go them, but Deshaun Watson also played well last week. Detroit, I think to they're good. Patriots at home. To me,
3: it's Packers at home.
2: I, I'm fine with that now. I'm since good with that, too.
3: Or, or Chargers at home. Chargers are one and two. Packers are two and one.
2: You, just, you said it, though, about Herbert. And that's what scares me broncos uh-huh. have the worst pass defense in the nfl right now
3: also if the broncos want to tank they'll trade justin simmons and a justin simmons list secondary going oh, up against geez. justin herbert and mm-hmm. the chargers we saw be... it last week what oh. a justin simmons list secondary is like i still can't get over the fact that and I, he's a young player i don't want to pile on him too much but that dty let Tyreek kill behind him
4: on the first series yeah um ah. like third play of the game yeah, yeah
3: and uh,
2: video comes out today it's all cute for dolphins fans and stuff tyreek hill ran the wrong route on that one and it still turned into a 54 yard touchdown
3: when, when maybe that's why dty came down because he cause watched he the film it. he was like oh i he know what route he's knew. running he knew the route better than tyreek um by tyreek, the way did you see the the broncos fans celebrating with tyreek no was there broncos oh, fans in that yeah. little yeah we gotta wow. formally pull uh We have to formally pull a Broncos fan's card from them. Wait, wait, wait.
2: They were celebrating with Tyreek after the touchdown?
3: So if you remember, Tyreek scores the touchdown, jumps over the the fence, and he's he goes into, like, kind of, I think it's, like, one of those little, like, luxury field suites. Yeah. And there's this Broncos fan there, and he just, like, doesn't know what to do. So then he just, like, runs up and starts... Padding Tyree. No. And then all of the dolphins run down and they're jumping up and down and he's uh, jumping with them. No, So he's out. What we gotta fan. find
4: out who that is. What yeah, he's out. All the girlfriends girlfriends do great research. <laughs> yeah. Find out who that guy is. We'll know in like five minutes. It's so <laughs> true. Just put,
2: go. It, put it on TikTok yep. and uh, the girlfriends of TikTok will do that.
3: He's probably gonna send us a thank you note for pulling his Broncos card. Uh, that, that's
0: that's very true. Um, <laughs> the punishment is to keep him a Broncos fan. Actually, yeah, yeah. So You have I to mean, come to every game the here. Not
2: only is it the wrong team, but it's a former chief who beat the Broncos and it's Tyreek Hill, too. I know like an easy dude not to root for. I know it's if he's not on your team. Terrible look all around. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Okay, so we got all of our picks in there. Um, let's let's hit some comments on the website before we go any further. Actually, you hear, do we have any super chats? We got two super chats. Let's hit those really quick. First one coming in from Jay Purrington says, love the show, y'all. Question, coming to the Chiefs Homer at the end of October from Virginia and want to stop by the VR bar. Will you be there? What's the best time to go, before or after the game?
3: Mm, after. Mm, I think before. You got to forget oh. the game.
4: Well, I guess before. You give, tell them why. You got to tell them why. I
3: was just to say, after the game, you can come up here. You can watch the post-game show. Uh-huh. Say hi to everyone afterwards. Okay. Before the game, we have our countdown show,
4: yep, which so does
2: go
3: live from in the
2: bar itself. So I think either one, either one is good. I'm um, that? That's a 2 p.m. game, I think. Yeah, that'll be a fun game, hopefully.
0: Yeah. After, you can forget the game if you drink hard enough. That's the thing.
4: Mm. So you don't have
0: to remember that loss. You can just like forget about it. So basically,
4: anytime. Anytime you show up. No matter what, if you're here and you're at the bar, you're going to have a good time. If it's before, sure. you get to yep. watch the show before. And if it's after, you get the VIP section up here. You get to see out here yep. and his hat, and you get to come and watch the game.
2: <laughs> and if you are going to the game and you're not stopping by the bar before, make sure to go to our tailgate. Uh, where where a few of us will be there as well. Jake Rogers chimes in and says, my wife and I Packers fans are going to the game against Green Bay. I really hope that atmosphere is still there at mile high. Win or lose, stick with it. Just like Miss Peggy. Is
3: that a Buffs reference?
2: Oh, probably. Yeah, it's got to (laughs) be. Crossing my world, too. Yeah, seriously. Um, Packers fan, that hopefully will be a good game. Yeah. I mean, that's sandwiched in between the Chiefs. We said that was one of the most important games of the season heading Mm -hmm. into the season
3: was because you have two Chiefs games surrounding it. Yeah. Did you see the um, petition that a Broncos fan put out to, like, wear bags on your head at the game? No. I just don't know what it accomplishes.
4: It like, embarrasses
3: are you the franchise trying, even more. But I'm just, are you trying to get Sean Payton fired? Are you trying to get like brown Russell. paper bags? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh,
4: fairly out parents. What was it? <laughs> Timmy's friend's dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, and we had one of our Bears hosts, yep. Greg Braggs, aka Greg Bags. Um, <laughs> he put a, a bag on his head on their post game show last week. So that's where we're at now. But I was just saying, like, well, what are we petitioning? What are we protesting? Right. Them it being can, bad? They don't want to be bad. Yeah. I mean, GM, I guess he's powerless
2: it, yeah yeah you know what i saw i read and this is why you tune into our show i read uh, albert breer so a national guy not calling albert out but calling national people Andrew out. Breer. Uh, yeah andrew breer <laughs> he had uh, an article that dropped yesterday And he was saying how George Payton's going to have to make the decision on Vance Joseph. Uh, George Payton's going to have to make the decision on trading Justin Simmons, Randy Gregory, Garrett George Payton's going to have to make all these decisions. I'm like, he thinks he has any power here? Mm -hmm. Sean Payton's the one making
3: all of these decisions. Uh, Let me go um, spin doctor on you here. Sean Payton told Albert Breer to say that. So that when they trade a fan favorite in
0: Justin Simmons, (laughs) it's on George Payton and not him.
3: And then they fire George after the season,
2: and they're like, yeah, I didn't do any of that. Couldn't believe he (laughs) traded Justin.
0: Quick question. Would you guys trade Kirk Cousins for Russell Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Do you think the Vikings would?
2: No. No. Mm -mm. I do wonder if the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets.
3: I mean, actually, no. I don't want to either. Just Pass. Yeah, it'd be easier to move on from Kirk Cousins. Um, But the reason I brought up the bags thing is if they lose this week, the atmosphere in Mile High next week is going to be something we've never seen, I don't think. And Mm -hmm. by the
2: way, that game is against Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets. There might be, like, just disdain from Broncos fans 100% of the game. They won't like it when the Jets are on the field. They won't like it when the Broncos are on the field.
3: Can you remember a time when you played, Todd, where you were like, damn, the fans, like, don't feel like they're on our side tonight?
4: Um, It was a couple boo games with Trevor or Paxton. There was a couple of times where I felt like, dang, like, or Garrett Bowles get a holding call, and they yeah. just boo for, like, 10 minutes. We're so like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, enough's enough. So probably one of those games where I felt like they we had lost them. Like, they weren't on our side anymore. How does that impact you like is it one of those things where you're like
3: oh like I I understand this like they uh, you know they want us to be better or is it more like man screw you guys like I thought you were here to support us
4: you know, I think for a lot of guys, as long as they're not booing you, you're like, man, you ain't <laughs> listening to them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If they're booing you, then you're like, man, F them. Like, yeah. <laughs> and well, for you, that
2: was never really directed at the defense. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, boo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Remember there was, was the g game where he was like yelling at fans like, yep. going off the field yep. because they were booing him. Was that the Chargers comeback maybe? yeah it might have been No, know i don't know if that one was at home but i do i just remember no, the charges come back was at home it was at home yep okay so yeah like drew Locke's walking off the field like pointing at fans yeah because like, yep. they cause were they down were 21
2: them. or something yeah yeah. Yep.
3: yeah next week would be weird i i honestly wouldn't even know what to expect like are they just booing them coming out of the tunnel mm-hmm. yeah i would also think that
2: that week wouldn't have that many no shows like that you would expect for an owen four team just because I think people are really interested in the storyline of Nathaniel Hackett being back, maybe Trevor Simeon's a starting quarterback for that yeah. game, and and what's gonna what's gonna go down between Sean and, and Nathaniel?
3: Can you imagine Trevor Simeon and Nathaniel Hackett coming to Mile High and beat the Broncos? Oh one one in three
2: Trevor Simeon and Nathaniel Hackett.
3: We've had Case Keenum. yeah Got us. Yep. Um, any other old friends come through and? Um, uh, Joe. Oh, I mean Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Of
4: course, mm-hmm. not exactly an old Big friend. Big fan, Geo. I don't know if you want to. Yeah. Add that. Oh counts. yeah. It
3: counts. To the
2: tune of 50 points. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that that would do it.
4: They tried to put his age up on the scoreboard. <laughs> <girl. coughs> oh gracious. man,
2: uh, they did it. Miami did it today. Yeah. They? They did. I don't think he's 70 yet. Oh, or he's no, not. He's 70.
4: He, he got to be 70. He
2: might. Yeah, he might. He's
3: be no way. No, way. I bet you he's like 64.
2: <laughs> Actually, I think when he was hired, he was 61. Wow. Because so isn't Sean is. 59 or something like that? He's yeah. 65. He's 65. Uh, wow. So they did drop more than his <laughs> age. Oh, my goodness. And just the sad, sad, stat. If people haven't seen it, uh, the Bronx have scored 69 points this season. This whole season, the Dolphins put up 70. Um, okay, I'm being told we got to move on and uh, we got to give you our Broncos game picks. But oh, first, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, Drew oh, Lock. Oh, yeah. Oh, Shelby loved Dang. that one too, didn't he? Yes, he did. Let's ride after the game. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love Shelby. And He's before hilarious. we get to our Broncos picks, got to tell you about our friends over at Backus and Shanker. If you need to sue, smash the two, that's two, 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 two. And the great thing about Bax and Shanker is if you are in any sort of accident where you're hurt, you call Bax and Shanker for a free consultation. It's free when they work on your case. You only pay them when they make money for you. So if you need or if you've been in any sort of accident, whether it's motorcycle, ride share, car accident, pedestrian, truck, make sure to call Bax and Shanker at 222-2222 or visit them at coloradolaw.net.
4: And shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays where you can take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm and cold weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. If you lose them, if you break them, even in the day you buy them... You will get a new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase them. If you use the code DNVR, you can get 50% off two or more polarized shades. So go check out our friends at ShadyRays.com.
2: All right, and let's get into our Broncos predictions and parting shots presented by Breckenridge Distillery. Ooh. And we've got some, a lot of Breckenridge Distillery shots on our set right now. And so when you go for the game or you're watching the game, make sure to have Colorado's favorite bourbon whiskey Breckenridge Distillery.com. Todd, get us fired up. <Loban> <trás> <laughs> uh, <personajes> I
4: got it, I got it, I got it. We'll it, it up, Let's go get it. up. Oh my god. But this feels fucking great. Yeah. This feels fucking great. Yeah. We got across the line. Uh, it's uh, time yeah. to whoop their ass. Whoop yeah their ass. Yeah. It's time to whoop their ass! Let's bring it the to these boys now.
2: Let's go, y'all! Let's go to one. Let's go to one. Rockers on three. One two three. Broncos. Yeah. Oh, it's time to whoop their ass! It's Ooh. time, baby. And this is how I'm feeling about this game. This game reminds me so much of a game, another game, not that one, but another game that you played in, Todd. Mm. It reminds me of this game. You hear? Dial it up.
3: Uh-oh. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, you know gonna get it. everybody's best this week. Um, they're going to get our whole team's best, and that starts with me. They're going to get my best this week, and we're going to go out there and we're going to kick their ass. This is the way I'm feeling.
2: We're going to kick their ass. That's how I'm feeling about this game this week. And what else happened in that game? Because it was a... Shellackin. Mm-hmm. We had what Emmanuel Sanders throwing a touchdown? Yeah. We had two pick sixes. Mm-hmm. Todd Davis is high five and Chris Harris is there walking into the end zone just yep. like why can't
3: Chris hand you the ball, man?
2: Just oh, be a good man. teammate. Well, I had I had already
4: had my pick six. <laughs> okay. So this is his time All to shine. Right. You, know? you should have tackled him and been like
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this game reminds me so much of that game because. Todd, you guys, you weren't 0 at that point, yeah. but you weren't a good team. You ended up finishing 6-10. and 10. I think at that point in the season, you were 2-4 and four heading into that game. The Cardinals were 1-5 heading into that game, and that's kind of what it feels like where the Broncos are. The Broncos are bad this year, but they're not as bad as the Bears, mm-hmm. right? And if the Broncos are going to beat up on someone, it's not only against a bad Bears team – on the road, just like that one, too. And it's also coming off an embarrassment. Sean Payton wants to get some momentum back. These players want to get some momentum back. The Broncos beat the Cardinals 45 to 10. Mm, yep. They whooped up on them. That's how I'm feeling about this game. The Broncos are either going to lose. they're gonna whoop up on them and i'm taking the whoop up give me 45 to 10 in this game
4: wow i love it i love it yes this is the game this is the game where they can go and (laughs) shut all that noise out that's the great thing about football is that every week you give people something else to talk about they come out and play great this week we won't even be talking about miami anymore we'll be talking about this week specifically so um you know shout out to josh rosen for throwing those interceptions (laughs) to us you know that game (laughs) Uh, He was struggling throwing the ball just like Justin Fields is, so hopefully it results in some turnovers for us. Um, I kind of feel like Bruce Buffer, like, it's time! Like, (laughs) it's finally time for the Broncos to put together. I'm going to say 35 to 14 uh, Broncos coming away with the win.
3: I thought I was going to be the only one picking a blowout. (laughs) I thought I was going to be the only one picking a blowout. Now I feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) I think that this is a correction week in the NFL, like I said, and I think the Broncos aren't actually as bad as they've looked. Uh, they're still not great, but they're not as bad as we think we almost want them to be at this point. Yeah. Um, and the Bears are. Yeah. The Bears actually are that bad. Um, so I'm with you guys. Uh, I was going to say 30 to 10 Broncos, uh, and then after the game we will be lying to ourselves like Todd was lying to his teammates on that field in Kansas (laughs) City saying, this feels fucking great.
4: So I what's was the score? You
3: 30 to 10. 30? I can't believe we're going to look so dumb after this game. Oh,
2: I hope not because Henry's going 33 to 13. Oh no, Broncos oh, and no. Alexis is going 30 we're to so 13 we're so Broncos. If the Broncos lose, this is going to be the graphic. Yeah. Especially since we have some friends in Chicago that's going to be going around and be be getting laughed
3: at. I am going to clip this part right now of me saying this is a terrible idea and just post it immediately. So no one can, uh, can come after me. We all picked them to blow them out. I'll pick them to blow them out. The spread is that three is and a so half bad. and we
2: all said that's not even close to what this game is going to be. But I think there's kind of a reason we're picking them to blow them out. And it's Todd. it's something you pointed to earlier in the week, especially with how bad, Broncos have been in the second half and just with how dysfunctional not just bad the Bears are but dysfunctional Mm -hmm. let's remember last year on Wednesday James Palmer did a a great job reminding us of this Uh, Justin Fields has a press conference in the morning where he calls out the coaching staff for his poor play he has to come back in the afternoon and apologize have an emergency press conference to apologize for that and say that reporters took those words out of his mouth which was not the case Um, at that same time Their defensive coordinator resigns for reasons off the field, Mm -hmm. um, which really shook the building with reports of, like, FBI raiding their facility, raiding his house. So just total pandemonium there. The same day, their left tackle, their starting left tackle, is placed on injured reserve. And then that night, $100,000 of equipment is stolen from the Bears uh, from Soldier Field. Thieves just went in, cut a fence, took $100,000 so not only are they over but they have all these things going wrong at least the broncos don't have those problems to deal with so they have all of that and uh, the broncos if they get a lead they really should just blow them out Mm -hmm. if they don't and it's a close game you don't want to let the bears hang in here because the broncos don't know how to do anything in the second half and the bears (laughs) at home justin fields if the broncos have tackling issues That could lead to a tricky one at the end.
4: Yeah, the Broncos can win this game in the first quarter. They come out and play smash-mouth football and really put their foot down. On the Bears, they'll go away quietly and peacefully. They don't want to play. Like you said, there's a lot of dysfunction in the locker room and in the coaching staff. Just come out firing the first quarter. That first 15 has to be phenomenal. I don't care what you have to do, but put this team away early, and you won't have to worry about them.
3: Man, I'm so I I'm so scared <laughs> that we don't get to win by that much. That's bad. Um, <clears throat> if they lose this, they will have lost the three most winnable games on the schedule already in the first four weeks of the, in the season. first four weeks of the season. And <laughs> the other game because yeah. if you they look, we, we have what did we have second on the list um, to start Jets. the season? Jets. Oh yeah. So if we go back, we probably would have had well for sure before Aaron Rodgers got hurt, but yeah. we mm-hmm. we would have had. Raiders at home, Commanders at home, and and Bears on the Road probably yep. is the top three easiest games. I'm not sure of the order. Without a doubt. And then we really can start talking about that number one pick. Yeah. Maybe it's a win-win. But that's why I'm just like, it's not going to happen that way. It doesn't matter. Browns are going to look way better this week. Russ has been looking good. Yep. It's going to actually come to fruition on the scoreboard this week. I really feel that way. The good thing, I guess, is that even if we do all end up being wrong... We won't be that but upset about it.
2: No, <laughs> we, ride I to,
4: we ride together, we die <laughs> together. There we go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> die together for Caleb Williams. And someone in the comment section said, this was presented by, by Kind Love. Our picks are presented there by Kind Love. Go. If they lose, presented by Kind Love. And this was presented <clears> by, <throat> by Parting Shots by Breckenridge Distilling. Before we get out of here, we got one super chat coming in from our friend Dustin. He says... Hot damn Todd Davis looking crispy as hell. <laughs> Zach's ability to tweet through the 70 to 20 loss was the most resilient thing I saw on Sunday. <laughs> Enjoy the yeah, this Johnny's this weekend beef. for me, RK. Cheers to better days.
3: I wish I was going to Chicago with you guys to get some Johnny's beef. That's the first. Oh, wait. You guys are going. You're getting in late at night. Yeah. You got to find a way. Maybe on your way back to the Maybe airport. Maybe after. Okay. Because it's yep. in between the airport and downtown Chicago. Between what is which airport? Johnny's beef. It's a like you know Italian beef sandwiches. Oh, mm. it's so good. Is it uh, O'Hare? Um, That's where we're flying to. Is it is it Eric on the way to O'Hare? Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, we'll keep that in mind. That is dinner time when we're traveling back that way. All right. Well, thank you all so much for all with us today. We'll see. It's gonna be fun, maybe. Regardless. <laughs> Somehow we um, always find it, a way. It'll to be have optimistic, fun. regardless yeah. of how it shakes out. And you enjoy your weekend. Go Buffs on Saturday. Thank That's you. why Thank Ryan's you. not going to Chicago. He's got a big game there. And Todd, you'll be rocking and rolling with the pregame show, The Countdown, at 10.15ish. So make sure to stay tuned to DNVR Sports on YouTube for The Countdown with Todd Davis and Alexis Perry. We will see you then, and then we'll see you after the game, too.
3: Great to hang with you guys. Love Thank it. Yes, sir.